this is the Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. And before I bring on my intrepid guest, who comes to us from Vietnam very early on the Saturday morning, I'll just put in a quick plug for the Crime Cafe publications, a nine-book box set, and short story anthology, which you can get at any online retailer. You can find them on my website, debbiemack.com, D-E-B-B-I-M-A-C-K.com. You can also find the Patreon page link there. We have a Patreon campaign, and supporters can get access to free short stories, novels, uh, works in progress that are in draft stage, all sorts of goodies, in addition to what you get for contributing. So uh, check that out at debbiemack.com. And uh, with that, I will now introduce our awesome guest, Elka Ray, who comes to us from Vietnam. Hi, Elka. It's nice to have you on. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you very much. Well, I'm very pleased to have you on. And um, let's start off I'll just start off by asking, how would you describe your books generally in terms of genre? So I write crime. Um, crime. I write two kinds of crime. I write more dark um, psychological thrillers, and then I write crime that is lighter. And, you know, someone does die, but it's more light and um, cozier, maybe. Funny, absolutely cozier. Mm -hmm. Yes. So humorous crime and dark thrillers? Yes. Wow, that's quite a range, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you have two novels, um, one of which I'm reading now, Saigon Dark. And I got to tell you, I don't think it's a spoiler for me to say that um, starting off with the death of a child was a real attention grabber. <laughs> Yeah, that is definitely the dark side. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah. that, whoa. <laughs> what inspired you to write that story? Um, my first child died as a baby. Um, yeah, so, and that was, you know, obviously a terrible experience. And it made me, what, what I did was I basically pretended to be fine. And the more I pretended to be okay, the worse I got. So that made me very interested in grief and trauma and how people deal with trauma. Um, and from there, I thought up the character of Lily, who from reasons, you know, beyond, basically she makes a really, really bad decision or questionable decision when she's grief stricken. And then she has to spend the rest of her life pretending to be fine. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to look at the pressure that that would put on someone. So that's where that story came from. So it's very uh, psychologically oriented then. Yes, definitely. It's, you know, I like to put as much pressure as possible on a character and see what, how they will crack or how they will hold up. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a lot of your own experience sort of fed into that as well. Um, definitely that 
was the starting point. My, you know, that was my first experience of real grief and trauma. And um, it, I don't think unless, until something really bad happens, you don't really understand how you'll react or how anyone would react. And so I found that really, really interesting. Horrible, but interesting. Yes, well, I can understand. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, that's awful. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, your other book is a little lighter, I think, more humorous, correct? It's much lighter. About that one? Yeah, so I have a book called Divorce is Murder that is coming out with 7th Street, which is um, Prometheus Prime imprint in June 2019. Um, and that one is, um, it's about a divorce lawyer. It's set in Canada where I grew up. And she, basically her, her client is charged with murder. And she doesn't think he did it and becomes embroiled in sort of trying to help prove that. And it's mm -hmm. much lighter. That's cool. Uh, do you have a legal background? I'm just curious. Not at all. No. But my, when I was a child, my best friend's mother was a divorce lawyer and later a judge. Um, and, you know, there are endless stories. I think of divorce lawyers and judges, they hear a lot of stories. And I think that would be quite an, that's an interesting character. You know, there's a lot of room for, um, for adventure. Mm -hmm. A lot of room for conflict and drama, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, let's see. You also have a collection of short stories, is that right? Yes. Uh, so, where do they fall in the spectrum? You know, they are, they're crime. They're all about murders or, you know, some sort of dastardly deed. Um, they are, they're pretty dark, but I think there's also a lot of dark humor in those stories. Mm-hmm. I love dark humor. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Um, so I have to ask, where from in Canada are you from? I'm from Vancouver Island. Oh, Vancouver. So the far west. Yeah, the far west. I've been there, actually. It's been many years, but I've been there. It's a lovely place. It is beautiful. I'll never forget it. I, I loved going there and visiting Canada. I was young at the time, and, well, let's just say that it really made an impression, and um, my sister lives out west now, and she, she gets to go places like that all the time if she wants to, <laughs> but I'm on the East Coast. Um, in any case, um, as a native Canadian, how did you end up living in Vietnam? So I first came to Vietnam as a tourist in 1992. Um, and that was when it was just kind of opening up. You know, it had been closed after the Vietnam-American War. It had been closed off to foreigners for years. And it was just so interesting. You know, it was so unlike anywhere else in Southeast Asia and so undeveloped and, um, and unique. So mm -hmm. I became really interested in it. I studied journalism and Asian studies at school um, with a sort of focus on Vietnam. And then in 1995, I moved here for one year. 
and then I'm still here. I take it you, you, you like the place a lot. You know, I think it's like any you know, long-term relationship. There are things I don't like about it, but generally I love it. And um, nowhere is perfect. And, you know, when you, there's always going to be somewhere you, something you miss. Um, I, there are things about Canada I miss, things about other places I miss. But no, I have a really, really interesting life here and I feel super lucky I've gotten to see the country change so much. And really, it's like Vietnam and I have grown up together. <laughs> so yeah, it's been amazing. Well, your yard looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful too with the birds in the background. <laughs> I can hear yeah. them. No, and at this time of the day, I mean, it's still pretty early in the morning, so it's a, it's a lovely temperature. Oh, that's great. Um, let me ask you, I have two advice questions to ask you. First of all, what advice would you offer to someone who's interested in moving to another country, say like Vietnam? Um, you know, I would, I think that people need to go to a place and maybe spend a few months there before they really, really decide for sure that that's where they want to settle for any length of time. I think um, you can't just go somewhere on holiday and fall in love with the place and then decide to move because being on vacation and working somewhere really are different and living somewhere are different. Um, but I think that, you know, if you have the opportunity to go and live somewhere else for a while, it is such a wonderful experience. I would recommend anyone to give that a try. That's fantastic. That's good advice because it's very easy to fall in love with a place when you're visiting. It is. And I mean, I go back to, yes, I go to Canada on holiday and, you know, it is absolutely wonderful. But of course, you know, it's a special occasion. You're a special occasion. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you're there all the time, it becomes routine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and what advice would you offer to anyone who's interested in writing fiction? Um, you know, I think that this is something that you just have to have a passion for and a need to do because otherwise why would you you're spending a lot of time by yourself in a room i mean i'm sure there are a lot more fun things you could be doing unless you just have this desire you know this need to tell stories um what i would advise to someone who's just starting out is focus on the story you know I think when I started, I spent a lot of time writing beautiful prose that didn't actually tell a story. So just tell a story and tell it as simply as you can. That's great advice, actually. Yeah, that is, that is wonderful advice. <laughs> um, telling, just tell a good story. Um, I, I th I'm not sure it gets much better than that. <laughs> Um, who are the writers that inspire you most? So there are a crop of amazing female crime writers right now, and most of them happen to be British. Um, women like Tana French, Belinda Bauer, 
Sabine Durant. Um, there's an Australian woman named Jane Harper who wrote The Dry. I mean, there, I just read um, what's Ruth in a, in a Dark, Dark Wood. Ruth someone, I can't remember. Um, there are a lot of incredible women uh, psychological suspense and thriller and crime writers. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, going back, you know, to people um, it, like Donna Tartt. Um, so the psychological suspense writers inspire you yes. the most. Yes, but, you know, I, when I was a child, I read everything. And then I read, a I read all the classics, you know, I, and I would definitely recommend any writer to read those, you know, Dickens, read um, the Russian masters, read everything. I read a bunch of trash as well, you know, like sort of um, Flowers in the Attic, Sweet Valley High, like read, <laughs> read everything. Um, and then as a young adult, I read mostly literary fiction, and I think that's a great base. But as I've gotten older, I've definitely veered towards reading more crime. And I've, um, I don't read as much literary fiction as I used to. Mm -hmm. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, wrap up? You know, the one thing I would like to add is for people who want to write, you know, the most important thing you need to do is read. And it seems that there are more and more people writing and less and less people reading and which which is sad you know read everything and don't just read in your genre read outside of your genre as well but do read a lot in your genre yeah we are like almost like twins in terms of our thinking <laughs> <laughs> everything you're saying is like i'm like yes 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 um also, one more, uh, Margaret Millar. Have you ever read her work? No, but oh. I'll look it up. Oh, she went, writes wonderful uh, mystery and psychological suspense. Okay. Great writer. Um, Thank you. And also from Canada. <laughs> I will look her up. Yeah, Margaret yeah. Millar. Margaret Millar, M-I-L-L-A-R. I just love her work. Okay. Um, so in any case, thank you so much for being on today. I, I appreciate your being here. And thank uh, you. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And um, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I will just say uh, one more time that we have the Crime Cafe publications as well as the Patreon page on my uh, website, debbiemack.com. Uh, thanks again to Elka Ray for being here. And uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please, if you would be kind enough to leave a review, uh, if you enjoyed the show, I would appreciate that. And with that, I'll just say thanks so much for listening and happy reading. And I'll talk to you in two weeks.